Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I am Jim Rugg. And we're going to be taking a look at Jay Lee's uh, Spider-Man issues, man. 41 to 43, the storm warning storyline, Jimmy. Man, and you've probably already given too much attention to the storyline, Ed, <laughs> just acknowledging it. But this is Jay Lee coming off of Namor, and um, I think going from here to Youngblood Strike File and Wildcats Trilogy and Hellshock. Yes. Uh, Jay Lee is one of those artists that showed up and real fast became interesting. We did the uh, the first story he did for Marvel Comics when he was just a teenager. It was that Beast story uh, that would have been in Marvel Comics Presents. And you slowly saw him materializing into who he is. And that's the way this would have to work. At first I was thinking like, wow, he just showed up fully formed. But then I forgot about that one story where remnants, like little bits of that Marvel House style, the stuff that gets you in the door, but then he very quickly became himself. And uh, in order to do that, you have to disobey the status quo. Uh, one thing off the bat that you see with this artwork is the dude is using fine liners like rapidographs. That was such a no-no in old comic book inking. But this guy's going to show you, you know, this kid's going to show you sort of how it's done. I it, love that panel. Doing these expressive things like mm -hmm. this, just adding lots of wires. Like, you could still tell that's Jay Lee. Yeah, and, and I see a little Sienkiewicz influence in this art, and, uh, you know, he's working through various influences, but adding that fine line to his kind of, like, big blocky blacks, because the blacks were something that I think is partially, I'm working fast, mm -hmm. and if you look at his Namor run, you'll see a lot of those kind of blacks, and it looks really cool. I think adding that fine line here is, uh, is like, the next ingredient that he puts in there, and if you look at his modern stuff, you know, his, his stuff that follows this over the next... 30 years almost you'll see that become more and more of his style but i i really like that mashup of like spotting the blacks heavily and then add, having that fine line next to it <laughs> jimmy this is peter parker <laughs> <laughs> man he needs to uh he needs an eyebrow appointment <laughs> this is a really strange everything it's and batman it's batman right and i and that this image I swear it's in like the trailer, like the opening sequence in the animated series. I'm surprised that editorial would let that go. It totally. Because that's Bruce Timm's Batman in specific. It's yeah, it's not even uh, not even close. But maybe they're having some fun. Uh, one of the draws for me back in the day was Iron Fist. This was Iron Fist coming back from the dead too, and yeah. I thought that was a cool character. And me too. Who better than Jay Lee to uh, to draw Iron Fist? Absolutely, man. These were comics that I were picking up in the in the flea market. The the Iron Fist and stuff. Loved the. Uh, the, the, the green and yellow, uh, because he wasn't really used when we were kids, I mythologized him a bit, and I would just pick up any comics he had. And in fact, uh, some of my early comics, dude, I'm missing one tub of artwork that has like the key uh. the key stuff. And I drew uh, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight as the female Iron Fist and Power Woman. And uh, it's it's like my favorite comics I ever made. Like when, when I was a kid, you know, you have this, you still have the same costume but cleavage. That's that sounds really good. <laughs> I I got into Iron Fist because of like those Marvel uh, universe updates, because he wasn't he was dead whenever yeah. I was reading, but he looked so cool in those. Yeah. So it was like one picture to go on, but it was like yeah, that dude should be. Uh, where, where's his comic book at? My, my main connection at the at the Woodlawn Flea Market down the street. Uh, he he was holding weight, man, in uh, in Power Man, Iron Fist comics, you know, standard Iron Fist, you know, a, a, a ninja in the Marvel universe. Come on, man, sign me up. And you know, I had Shang Chi's too. 
not even a perspective on that. No, I was going to say, like, there's nothing to this wall. <laughs> you see that hole in the wall and it's, there's no dimensionality to it. And it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's interesting. It's, it's really cool that he could pull that stuff off. This kind of drawing I really love. If, I mean, there's Peter Chung in this. Yes. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, it's really, and, and he was that way from the get-go, even if you go back to yeah. the Beast, like yes. you can see these elongated figures yeah. and, and some interesting choices in what to distort. TCR, man, putting in some, some ad dollars. I love these vertical panels with the buildings, so awesome. But there's nothing on this page. Like no. You can see he is dashing this stuff out quick. Giving I like you, that dark Spider-Man also. Giving you those money shots, yeah, for sure. He, he bulks up Spider-Man quite yeah. a bit all the black in the in the uh like the red part of his costume i think that's something you don't see a lot of and it really plays up like this gives spider-man the dark edge i really like when he uh will just completely make the yes. blue the blue part black and just allow that red to show that's really freaking sharp here's danny rand doing some meditation i was looking at this and it looks like once again speeding speaking to the speed uh He's putting in a black area and then just cutting in these candles with pure white. Like you see brush strokes in there. You see a ton of it in this panel too. Yeah. I think this is white media. I think that's scraping. There's there's very fine lines there that are scratchy. Very interesting technique here, man. Like when you look uh, for reference for like big, you know, corporate building with the marble walls, how do you draw that? He pulls it off pretty well right there. And there's no like there's that image man so good that they put it in the, in the corner box that is sweet there, there's uh a lot of fake perspective throughout this yeah he doesn't want to be drawing buildings is timing but there's your money shot you know you talk about those and each of these issues has several of those mm -hmm. it's the era man i mean this is this is what would probably excite rob and jim lee to 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 put them on the um on the docket like those spider webs really cool spider webs man they look so gross those look like the spider webs that you walk through in, in some building or something and it's just the most disgusting thing to get on you that feels like it he really figured out his speed thing man you get a bunch of silhouettes on every page yeah and i i ate this stuff up the other uh jay lee that i recommend from the around this era is the executioner song fill-ins he did on x factor and it's a similar treatment and you're getting those cool looking characters like you know this kind of silhouette treatment i just love it and he used that a lot. Here's the deal with the story. Uh, Peter Parker is discovering that uh, there's some, some new weapon that's going to be on the market. Uh, coming from Rand Corporation, Danny Rand, Iron Fist, realizes there's, there's a mole in his, in his business. And by the end of this issue, some of that material got leaked by somebody within the corporation, and they're putting it to use. Yeah, and these two are fighting... The end of this issue, they basically agree that they're on the same team, which which they say throughout this issue. But Danny Rand doesn't want anybody's help on this, and by the end, he, he accepts it. So this fight is the most pointless of all superhero fights sure. for an issue. But we do get to see Cool Jay Lee. Make a note at home. Do you see any captions on these pages explaining the story or what's going on? Because by the time we get to issue three, Terry Cavanaugh is just writing writing out what is supposed to be happening in this, in this uh riveting story can't think on his feet in the way that like you know when mcfarlane get i mean uh frank miller gets gets something back from bill sinkevich and, and works around it it feels like these two just get further and further from each other that's a crazy distortion of a figure <laughs> yeah he bulks up that spider-man so much imagine him doing like carnage 
around around this time, how good his carnage would have been. Oh yeah. Yeah, like so like looking at his work on these characters, like it is an interest. It's a silly fit thinking about this kind of Jay Lee doing Namor the Submariner or Spider Man. You know, get this guy on Punisher. Get this guy drawing Cable comics. These are the dudes I would love, though, are the ones that didn't look like house style. Totally, totally. Yeah. And they're the ones that got attracted by, by the, uh, the image dudes in a big way. Like, if you just showed some singularity, like, image is at least going to ask you to come do something. Yeah, Mark Texiera was a guy at this time period that I would put in that group where it's like, that is not the Scott Williams uh, pen inking style that is so popular. I mean, I'm just trying, trying to take a quick look and see what, what the Moon Knight issue is. That might be out that month, man. Yeah. No, that's, nothing that's, nothing at that time. Seems like about that time period. Yeah. <laughs> this is real funny because this single person is named Platoon. You know what? Yes. One of my criticisms <laughs> of this stuff, because there's going to be more of them, and then you have platoons running around that are a bunch of one person. You're right. It's, it's the writing, maybe the worst written comic story I've ever read. Perfectly 90s, uh, because they, the kids, like, you know, the guys at the extreme studios and stuff they would just grab whatever cool militaristic kind of name yes. might be out there and not know what that name means <laughs> and something tells me that terry cavanaugh maybe you should check the dictionary for what <laughs> pl platoon means it's so bad this guy though this looks like um the extreme uh talent search pages got that headgear it totally looks like an extreme character there was a uh, jay lee punisher image i don't know where he would have done it if it was just a pinup or something but he's got the trench coat on when i was a kid going to duncan comics there was a pencil version of that uh on on the wall as like fan art and i'm like who did that it was some kid like copied it but i thought that like jay lee like hooked them up with that stuff dude that hung on the wall for 20 years they did yeah yeah <laughs> that was up for a while oh you remember seeing it yeah, yeah that's so good that's it that gives you a sense of when this is coming out with the, the alex ross marvels ad yeah it does and videotape still existed so this was my first issue yeah jay lee knows this stuff as far as i'm concerned I, I think a lot of these characters are interesting and even platoon's kind of interesting like on that cover and on that you know like that page You've seen this composition in, like, Young Blood Strike File, uh, probably the second issue or, or whatever, but something with the computer coloring really gussies it up. See, Not in this instance. The, the splatter effect here being applied, too. Exactly. Know, in addition to the, the scratchiness of his art. Yeah. We'll look at those Namors at some point. Yeah, Because I got, it, it I is interesting how, they, how this evolves. There's some of that really fine line that you're talking about, Ed. If that's a rapidograph, it's like, you know, a double ot or something like that like the tiniest little one yeah and that brick pattern it appears to be a screen tone yeah this one i i like when he puts that organic uh mm -hmm. brick in there because that has that uh that sakavich vibe yeah these little choices are what i enjoy like the like the tread being just almost stupid like just zigzag lines totally but it works reads this tread and it looks cool it's a graphic element yeah i thought this was tombstone for years until i like reread it and it's just like oh that's just uh fill in stand in corporate boardroom bad guy yeah this is x files is playing in the background and you're and you're drawing your uh, smoking man and by influence. the way i drew sunglasses like this for years after i uh saw saw this thing <laughs> for years because he has the lokes on he has the easy e joints why draw one wire if you could draw 50 you know that's that's a there's a lesson there and these are the dudes behind the uh the armor 
that they're trying to sell. So that'll be, that'll be one of the subplots in this wonderful story. Remember when Steve Young would get concussions every week? Like every single week he would get a yeah. concussion? Oofa. Now it's a buddy comedy. Now it's a buddy film. Yeah, they're done punching each other. And I think Iron Fist's bike is like a self-driving bike. This is like a Heat Vision and Jack kind of scenario because like they're ready to go and Spider-Man's going to swing into action and Iron Fist like whistles for his bike to come through the window. It's got a keyboard on on the, the, the front shock in case of, you know... <laughs> like a guitar. A moment of inspiration hits you. I, I heard that every room in, uh, in Prince's house is wired for sound. Maybe uh, Iron Fist has similar inspirations. Can you even call that a tangent? Yeah. Can't call it perspective. The mailman. <laughs> like, like, why is he on a bike? And it's it's got fins and stuff. It's it's all preposterous. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's in the script that he gets the Iron Fist bike? Let's let's merchandise this guy. You know, I would buy that toy. Ladies and gentlemen, cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by two Eisner Award-winning New York Times best-selling comic book makers Jim Rugg, Ed Piscor, and the show is subsidized uh, daily by the comic books that we sell uh, and the works that we have that are forthcoming in 2022. Jim Rugg uh, in March has Hulk Grand Design Monster coming out uh, March 30th. March 30th, man. These paper shortages are no joke. He's distilling down 500 uh, issues worth of Hulk comics into their purest essence and making two 40-page one-shots that are going to take all the best bits of that history of Hulk, uh, combining it into these individual issues, and it is a romp like no other. Got to get your hands on that thing. Uh, goosed by a couple of variant covers for Monster. Got the Marcos Martin cover. You got the Peach Momoko cover. You got the Eddie P. by way of Todd McFarlane, Herb Trippy cover. Uh, these are not retail incentive covers, which means uh, you yourself can go to the comic shop tell the uh, comic shop owner that you want all four covers, you will have all four covers in your pool box uh, the week that this comic comes out. Once again, those paper shortages, man, no joke. Red Room, uh, the anti-social network is the comic that is on the stands right now, but this is just the 2021 season of Red Room comics. It's a new year. 2022, we'll see trigger warnings. Issue number one, March 9th. This is the cover for the actual uh, issue one that you will see on the stands. Not only are there paper shortages, there was a ransomware attack at the distribution house. So uh, all the stores were not able to order these in the proper timely fashion. Might be kind of a rare comic. I'd like to see it sell out on day one. Uh, goosed by some more variant covers. This is the Eddie P retail incentive cover. Jim Rugg, uh, King K. Faber has done a cover that is representative of Zap Comics Zero by way of Robert Crumb, and Peach Momoko comes in in the clutch to provide a Mistress Pentagram cover to top that off. Uh, we have Patreons in the link tree below. We have uh, links to get to our books in our link trees below. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. And we're really starting to get into what look like the deadline crunch issues. Yeah, just wait till we get to uh, that last issue. <laughs> Lot less lines. And here, like, it, like with that like thick edge at the end of the line, like he's his rapidograph clogged up. 
and he's just going Rotring or Micron now. And while the fight is happening and being broadcast on the news, their phones are blowing up. Yes. The Russians want them. Some country in South America wants them. They're just taking orders for their new uh, their new weapon suits. Some bad guys. Some some you know, Nick Fury. Yeah. Everybody wants wants the weaponry. More of that black and blue area. Can't get enough of that, man. JRJR would put that to good use. See, yeah. doesn't this feel straight out of Strike File? To completely, 100%. A lot of baggage in this bridge. Death of Gwen Stacy, stuff like that. He's got to make sure that he saves, saves these shorties. Yeah, in fact, he makes a, a parachute out of spider, spider webs and throws one of the hostages off the top. Yeah. Hope he gave a little instruction on the landing. Yeah, run a little bit when you land. <laughs> and lean back, man. <laughs> Your spinal will thank you. I love this piece right there. Because the hand still looks effortless. Like, it's like just the fingertips. You know, it feels super heroic to me, dude. Like, just the fingertips are needed to touch that wall to uh, save you. I'm not even straining. So I was into Jay Lee at this time, and I'd read interviews and stuff with him, and he would talk about, like, doing up to nine pages a day. Yes. Inks, you know, pencils and inks. Yes. Just, just wild. He must have been saying yes to everything that crossed his path. And I think he was young when he started, like 19 or something, whenever he starts working. And he, he figured stuff out, you know? He, like, he figured out an exciting style that... that did did the job i think that's really important that would be my takeaway from his stuff is that it just didn't look like anybody else's and yeah. it was exciting like you say ed like i i said you know i was into this stuff so it definitely made a mark and if you liked his art you kind of had to just buy his comics it wasn't like there was a studio churning this stuff out there was like some was like man that's raw <laughs> yeah yeah so, some of this kind of stuff it, it it brings me back to going to uh like pittsburgh comic-con and, and you see the artists, professional cartoonists, guys who would do like a weird Vertigo miniseries, something like that. They would have, you know, their entire issues worth of stuff in those little portfolio books. And just like marveling at all the white media, the white acrylic paint put down over top of black ink, whatever. And just thinking like, they just think differently than I do. <laughs> Broadcasting on the Brooklyn Bridge being very cogent and articulate while mayhem like while a cop gets punched in the face right next to her <laughs> by like a robot yeah <laughs> and then it's like a few words from our sponsor <laughs> yeah this feels like like the interns like filling in word balloons and stuff trying to get this thing to the printer on time now start counting the uh the narrative boxes yes and here comes the platoon of platoons. <laughs> Getting just a little adventurous. Like, let me try to do some of that JR, uh, you know, John Romita Sr. ink line. Some of that Jim Mooney. Yeah, it's kind of some double lighting there on Spider-Man, even though the colorist wouldn't wouldn't let you know that. <laughs> you don't see it often. Very, oh, like, kind of fisheye lens. Kind of camera angle. And this is that stuff where it's like, who are any of these people? Exactly. You know, like, you know, there's somebody, you know, some sort of general, some sort of bad guy. I actually looked online because I'm like, who are these people? This is a villain called the Slug. 
And then I'm like, is this Punisher? I, I always think everybody's Punisher with the, <laughs> with this guy. The phone's ringing off the hook, man, because uh, these platoons seem to be pretty effective. Yeah, if you have an Iron Fist Spider-Man problem, get you a couple platoons. I still have this. Look at those arched backs, man. I think I have an Iron Man flying in the Hulk Grand design in that pose. <laughs> <laughs> in crow position. We're starting to get even more blacks on the page, Jimmy. Look at that panel. <laughs> <laughs> this one's almost on equally skin. raw. You know, there's no attention. We talk about like dumb lines and deadline lines and stuff like that. You look at the way these, it's just blobs of black. Like there's no attention to feathering or thin, thick, thin. We are not far from uh, the Herb Trimpy splash in that famous Frank Miller uh, yes. Marvel team up annual. And then uh, take a look. He's got the uh, little webcam. I do love the lines though for the Spider-Man, like, you know, the, the webbing costume on the Spider-Man costume. I, I kind of like those a lot. They're very organic. They are. Scratchy. And... Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Frank Miller line, you know, Klaus Janssen line. It's a dip pen. Yeah, I was going to say, you can see it in a couple of these marks where it, it's it, the weight of the line does vary. Yeah. That's not a good look when you're trying to sell multi-million dollar armaments to uh, drug dealers and stuff. I like Peter Chung silhouette right there. Is this a reference to Batman? Like Batman was looking into this armor? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's funny if Jay Lee's out here just like fishing for different jobs. Okay, DC, I could do Batman. There's that thick. Yeah, that's a big Spider-Man right there. Retain the McFarlane eyes. That was the mandate. That's, that's the interesting thing, dude. Like when you show up and you're right, and you're getting pushback from Tom DeFalco, editor-in-chief, but then they're forced to adopt it, you gotta have some chip on your shoulder after that. Especially if it's like a Tom DeFalco written issue, that's gotta make your dick hard, dude. <laughs> these, these early computer coloring is funny. <laughs> just, just roll through your, your spectrum. Little here. Roy G. Biv on the page, and I feel like Jay Lee gets mad when he has to do like a five panel page. A lot of figures there. Yeah, so he'll put most of them in silhouette. And this is our storytelling is really starting to break down. Let me just explain. <laughs> Let me show and tell yeah. what is supposed to be going on here. And he's not even gussying up the, the panel compositions anymore. So this is uh, all the bad guys in like Nick Fury or whoever this is. They're like, you know what? Later for your platoons, man. We don't need them. We don't need these guys. They ain't doing shit. Get, I do love the line work. Get it done quick, man. Rob Liefeld just called, and I'm working on chapel pages for 900 a, a page. I just keep looking for Moon Knight. Maybe Moon Knight was done at this time. Yeah, it could be. It's like Kevin Smith level of uh, words on word count. <laughs> and uh, those businessmen who are trying to uh, sell those those platoon figures. They meet their uh, demise from uh, the AIM guys, who I guess are going to just take. They're going to take the technology. They actually don't need any new board members, so yeah. they're going to take care of that. Um, that is a cool design. I don't know what that is, but that is really... Step off this page and right into your Youngblood Strike File Absolutely. appearance. Jay, Jay Lee's good at that kind of thing, man. He's like hard edges. Like you, need, you need a tetanus booster when you read a Jay Lee comic. A lot of sharp, a lot of sharp corners. 
And this dude, this is when they still had that retention uh, for for um, ad copy and the postal service thing. So let's take a look and see what we're doing here, dude. Average number of issues uh, during the preceding 12 months, 442,183 copies. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a really big number. Man, think how excited. If I sold 400,000 of Hulk Grand Design, man, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, for sure. And it looks like... Uh, I don't exactly know how to read all of this stuff properly because there's a lot of weird language in there. But there's another number that's even bigger, and I have to imagine that accounts for, like, newsstand. Maybe, or they used to do this thing where it was, like, average number of readers, and right. it had some ludicrous formula for how, like, every comic book was read by seven people or something. I, I think that was uh, that was super kayfabe for advertising purposes. Yeah, for sure. This is specifically a U.S. Postal Service thing gotta imagine that you gotta try to be above board with that a little bit uh maybe you take this number and then you do your multiple I, i'm stunned if they were selling an average of four hundred thousand copies at this point yeah this is 94 93 94 1993 on the cover well 94 for issue 42 so um yeah 93 94 i mean things are getting bad yeah so i guess if it was the previous year's numbers that you're getting an average of there maybe that's a little better than what what these issues were probably selling at this time yeah that was still the eric lordson era return of the sinister six and stuff. i like that run which we will that's have a nice, to that's do. a nice run which we will have to do for sure man that's when eric larson really got kind of on my a-list was when he did took over the spider-man and was writing his own and they were tight, those issues. Use a little duo tone uh, on on those covers, on that Hulk, I remember. Solo. Oh, dude, I want to read that shit. <laughs> cyborg arm, yes, Spider-Man with, with the eyepiece. So oh, dude, we're, we might have to do that one sooner than later. <laughs> you good to go? I am. K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design. Tell your local comic shop to order four of them for you. One of each variant cover. That'll be out in March, but pre-orders are due now. So let your local comic shop know that you want those so they know to order big. Uh, you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see original art process, how I made Hulk Grand Design. And uh, that's it for me right now. It's all Hulk. Red Room Comics uh, in the wild, man. Uh, the anti-social network trade paperback uh, from the 2021 season of Red Room Comics is out there on the stands and is selling famously. Thank you so much for supporting our comics. But it's a new year, new season of Red Room Comics. Trigger Warnings is coming out in early March, March 9th. The first issue hits the stands. Every issue completely self-contained, one and done. You dig an issue, grab another issue. Uh, it's going to be coming out on a monthly basis. And you could uh, read those comics ahead of time on my Patreon because I'm, I'm serializing the, the comics there before it hits paper. You get to the links uh, to order, pre-order, and hit the Patreons at my link tree in the description below this video. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those margin orders, man, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.